0: Good morning. Welcome. Um, My name is Toby. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. Um, Welcome to Practical Ways to Abstinence, How to Make a Beginning. Um, I am your moderator for this meeting. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change The courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we get started, um, I ask that all cell phones and other electronic equipment be turned off, please. Uh, This session is being taped. Anyone wishing to share will be required to sign the speaker release form before starting. Um, Because we're going to have open sharing at the podium at the very end, if we have time. Um, Also, this microphone is not projecting, but I'm talking into it because it's connected to an MP3 player. So um, we all are are being recorded. So anybody who speaks, please speak into the microphone as though we're actually being amplified. Um, To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or or visual recording is allowed, except for the one that we're connected to. Um, The opinions expressed here today are those of the individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. An Ask It basket will be circulated for the question and answer portion of the session. I'll go ahead and put this out there. Feel free to pass that around or come up and grab it if you have questions that you want to throw in there. If you enjoy this workshop, we encourage you to stop by the tapes table to order copies of this session or any other session. They're available on CD or as an electronic download after the conference. The format of this session is as followed is as follows. The three speakers will share for twenty minutes each, followed by ten minutes of questions and answered, finishing up with ten minutes of open sharing. Um, and the topic for the session is practical ways to abstinence, how to make a beginning. Um, so if you could set the timer, please, for 20 minutes. Um, our first speaker is Pepe.
1: Hi, I'm Pepe. I'm a compulsive overeater, restrictor, food addict. Hi, Pepe. Hi, Pepe. Hi, Pepe. And I think to start off with this important me to explain that I am all three of those and that's why the subject of abstinence is one that is important to me because I could not do an abstinence like most people could do the ideal abstinence I am in total agreement with is three meals nothing in between or three moderate meals nothing in between however you say that to a restrictor And I can go, whoa, way off, and go right into restricting because it's a diet to me. So I had to find a better way than that. Over my time, and I'm almost seven years abstinence uh, right now, I found that the most practical way to abstinence actually came from when I was with uh, Sherry at the ABCs of Abstinence, and she said something that really rang true to me, and I hope I'm not misquoting her. But what I got from Sherry was that abstinence is the inroad to doing the steps. And that made so much sense to me, because what is the first step? I am powerless over food, and it has made my life unmanageable. So if I sit, for me personally, if I am to say I'm going to have an abstinence of three meals a day, nothing in between, and I'm powerless, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do it? Now, some people are blessed that they start out, and, and God gives them and grants them that kind of abstinence, and they can do it. But for a lot of people, that doesn't work. So what I personally did and what I have my sponsees do, when we're starting out, is I look at what, how do, does my disease manifest itself? What are the ways that I manifest the disease in my everyday life? And for me, personally, I had one, two big, huge ones. One of them, which may sound really strange to everybody, was that I would lie, steal, beg, whatever you want to call it, to go to a restaurant, sit down with a book, and binge my brains out. So, of course, my favorite restaurants were buffet restaurants, and it was my escape. That's what I needed. That was my addiction, and that kept me going. And I would break appointments. I would lie to my kids. I would do anything I could to get to that restaurant so that I could binge my brains out. And my second one was that dinner never ended. It just went on all night long. And so I would eat and eat and eat and eat. So my abstinence became, I cannot go to a restaurant by myself. And there there's some difficulties with that at times because of when I'm traveling. But I still manage it. I will not sit down in a restaurant by myself. And that is like a danger area to me. And I do not eat after I have completed my dinner. That's it. And that has brought me a lot of relief because it's sort of like I get to go, Take that big breath and it's done the disease is done for the day so to speak and I can move on so generally what I will do with a new sponsee is I will go with through with them how do they manifest their, their disease what is and where could we start and for me what it is is what can you give to God so you can start doing the steps because you're powerless So you got to get in there and start doing those steps to get to a power that can help you out in this journey. So what can you do? And we've come up with little things like, um, can you eat one sane meal for five days? And then we work on it. And we find an abstinence that works. And my different sponsees have different abstinences. Now, that does not mean that I don't have a food plan. Because I have a very distinctive food plan. And I can tell you exactly what I eat within that food plan every day. My food plan is that in the morning I have an egg and toast or I have what I call my green drink. In the afternoon, for, um, I can have a piece of fruit in between breakfast and lunch. A lot of times I don't. And then for lunch, I have my protein, vegetables, and some kind of good carbohydrate, such as rice. And then I can have a piece of fruit. And then for dinner, I generally have a good carb with some kind of fruit, uh, something like oatmeal. And um, I generally do not have protein at night. Now, how did I come to that? This was generally, it was working with my abstinence and working with God, doing my program and finding out what I say to my sponsees, when does your body feel fed? When do you really feel fed? Not this, but when does your body feel like it's fed? What does that meal look like that makes you feel like you've been fed? and you feel good not this good but this good the body feels good not the whoop de doo because i just had five scoops of ice cream that that's not the fed part and so the more that i work with my sponsees to recognize what feels good then we can look at what the disease is telling them and what needs to be turned over to god then Because I am so powerless over what I eat. And I will honestly tell you that since I have been abstinence, I joke because sometimes it's amazing to me because I have not made these choices. I do not eat dairy, I have been allergic to dairy, cow dairy, since the day I was born. I am allergic to the protein in cow's milk. Do you think that did stop me from eating dairy? I I was home from school at least twice a week when I was a kid. Of course, my mom didn't know then. But as an adult, I literally would go get into bed. I would make chocolate pudding with ice cream, get into bed to eat it, because I would know I would pass out. That's how sick I was with the dairy. And... Does anyone see how that's disease-ridden? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's crazy. Knowing that you're going to be... I would do the same thing with milk and cereal. Because I know I would pass out. And one day, I heard God say to me, Don't you think it's time to start eat, eat, stop eating the dairy? And I stopped eating the dairy. I don't know when that was. It's been years now. I have no idea what day it was. I don't keep track. But I know that from a person who was like an ice cream holic, it's amazing. And, and I will tell you, sometimes I think about it. And I'll go like, God, that sounds really good. And then when I go and I think about it, for some reason what God does for me is puts it into me. And I can feel what my body would feel like. I can feel how sick I would be. And for some reason, that gets to me now. Because years ago, it didn't get to me. I knew I was going to be sick, but it didn't matter. But today it matters. And so I've given my abstinence over to God. And little by little, um, I was joking because I used to because I travel a lot between here in Las Vegas. and I have two sons who live in Las Vegas, and I would get um, a subway sandwich oftentimes when I as a lunch when I was driving. And I would get the 12-inch. And I would say to myself, but you'll only eat the half. And then you'll finish the rest later. And I would eat the whole thing. You know, come on. And the last time I went into Subway, I went, I can't can't order a 12-inch. I only want a six. And I thought I was out of my mind. I thought, what has happened to me? And I don't know what happened to me. I honestly can tell you, I don't know what happened. Because the idea of getting a 12-inch sub is like, like it can't happen.